Coach, you've coached about like 270-something games in your career at this point, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm overshooting it. Have you ever been, forget the finishing outcome, in a game that wild of a finish? Uh, I don't know, man. It's, I mean, if I look back over those games, I'm sure there's been one or two. Uh, we had a quarterfinal game with uh, Miller Career uh, a few years ago when we were up a couple scores in the second half. And, uh, you know, at halftime, we were up three scores in this one. And it's a good thing we were up three scores and not two in this one because, uh, you know, I think if this one would have had, a, you know, a little bit more time left in it, we'd have been in trouble. I know we were, we were dead. Uh, I was concerned about that coming into the game just because they have a lot of one-way players. We, you know, we have everybody playing two ways. And we were trying to slow it down. We play, you, you follow us all year. We play fast. We try to play really, really fast. And we, we did not play fast today because I was concerned about uh, with us playing fast and them playing fast, just, you know, and then playing one-way players. We were, it was going to be bad in the second half, and it, it This was. is the slowest I've seen you play since the Deshaun Welsh, Murray, and Mannion error, Gage Mannion error a couple of years ago when you guys were run on pretty much every single down. Yeah, you know, and, that, and that's the thing. And, and I'll be honest, we had plays out there that we, we could have made, and, and we had some – we, had, we could have taken more shots. We're trying to balance the running the ball to run some clock. Uh, and, you know, honestly, looking at it now, I mean, we won the game, so I can't second guess, but maybe we should have just take, kept scoring. You know, <laughs> I, th- I think we could have kept scoring if we, need, you know, if we had just kept doing what we did because I think we had a big advantage with our, with our receivers on their secondary. But uh, at the same time, you've got to give Blair Oaks a ton of credit. I mean, you can tell tradition means so much. And, and, you know, we're getting there. We've, you know, we've been to the quarterfinals 10 of the last whatever years. And, and um, you know, we play teams like Valley, and I compare these guys to a lot uh, like Valley just because of the tradition that those teams have. It is hard to beat tradition. Uh, kids, I mean, they, they just find a way to think that they never should lose. And, that, and that's a mindset is hard to beat. Um, and our, we have some dogs on our team, I'm not going to lie. And they have, they have that mindset. Uh, and we're getting it in the program. Uh, this is a special group of seniors, obviously, and they lead the way. And that mindset is really what kept Blair Oaks in this football game. You were up 42-14 at one point, and Blair Oaks, a lot of teams in that position, it was five minutes left to go in the third quarter as well. A lot of teams in that position, they look at the scoreboard and think, it's over. We're not coming back in this ball game. But that mindset really kept Blair Oaks in this ball game. At what point did things start to get a little nervous for you where it's, uh-oh, we're starting to be in a little bit of trouble? Well, you know, it, it's not even the mindset of the players. It's, it's the mindset of the fans, too. It was 42-14, to 14 and they scored, and you'd have thought that they just took the lead. I mean, they went crazy over here. Uh, their kids feed off of that. And, uh, you know, I, I'd say I really – I mean, when they made it 13 with quite a bit of time, I can't remember what. I think it was like six, six minutes. Six minutes left. When mm-hmm. they got, got made it to 13, you know, I started thinking, okay, we, at that point I wasn't playing to run clock anymore. I was playing to score. And then we went and scored real fast. <laughs> Too fast. As, as you've as, said then, throughout your yeah, last couple of years yeah. now. And then we scored and we went back up 19 with that six minutes left or whatever, and you feel pretty good again. And then they come right down the field and answer and, you know, uh, figuring they're going to be kicking some onside kicks and um, – you know, so that was one of the things that, you know, you get nervous about that because you never know what'll ca- what can happen in those situations. I tell you, the, the play of the game, we were up 40, I think it was 42 to 14, and we had a fumble on a fourth down over there. Uh, I don't know how we didn't recover it. If we, if he just, I don't know how it got advanced either. Yeah, That's what surprised me. If he just gets tackled, we stop him on fourth down, and then they fumble it, and then we should have recovered the fumble, and they recovered the fumble and end up with a first down out of it. And that, that right there, could I mean, we could have got the ball there, put it, 
you know, we could have got to a running clock possibly uh, in that situation. But uh, and then it was just like everything turned after that, um, you know. But got to give our guys a lot of credit, man. We we play. We've had so much adversity this year uh, with Kaysen, uh getting that dislocated elbow in week four and Cannon having to miss a couple games with his ankle and, uh, you know, losing those three games in a row, um, which I thought coming into the season we should, you know, it, I looked at the schedule. I, you know, I knew Valley Catholic would be a tough test, and I thought it would be a, a collision course with Blair Oaks in the semifinals. And, and uh, you know, we did, I didn't expect to have three losses on our schedule, but, uh, you know, you take some dudes off your team and it, it makes it pretty tough. And that middle of our schedule was tough, and, and uh, I think that adversity helped us. Uh, you know, we found some guys that probably – I don't know if they'd even be playing right now. Uh, Chad Cosby's been a big surprise uh, that we found during that time, and he played good today. Our, a lot of our guys played great today. Uh, you know, I thought Sammy Callaway played good at the linebacker position today uh, after last week. And, and uh, you know, our guys up front, Blair Oaks does an incredible job running the football, and our guys up front uh, did a great job of handling the running game. Um, you know, they got most of their chunk plays today in the passing game, and, and uh, you know, that was surprising to me. I didn't think that would happen for sure. Yeah, other than the one play where backs of the quarterback was stuffed with nowhere to go and the whistle doesn't sound and he just keeps running, it, it feels like you guys really contained the running game. A player that I thought played phenomenal for you, every time you called his number, he came up with a huge play for you was Cannon Harlow. I thought every time it was, we need a big play, Cannon, we're coming to you, whether it's that reception he had where he broke the tackle and run up the near sideline. He had a couple other big gains on catches and runs as well. I thought he was really clutch for you today. Yeah, Cannon's one of those guys, you know, he play, he's played in the shadow of these other guys for three years you know that whether it be basketball whether it be football uh you know he was probably an all-state guy that got snubbed last year um our single season receiving record uh, that joe broke last year um and and he's broke it because Job couldn't break it because Job had to play quarterback for four games. So <laughs> Job's the uh, reason why he broke he, it. How many of those is, passing yards went to Cannon? Quite a few, uh, you know, because when, when Job was in there, he was throwing it to Cannon. So, uh, you know, he's a special player. Um, Job's a special player. Caden Casey made some big plays today. Uh, Braden Berry made some big first down catches today. Uh, Kate, Casey Murphy, I can't say enough about him. And then those guys up front did a tremendous job. And I can't go without mentioning Jackson Jones. He has been a freaking stud the last couple weeks in defense. I think he had like 17 or 18 tackles last week. I don't know how many he had today, but it seems like he's in on every tackle. And when he's not, it seems like they're getting yards. So, um, you know, we just had a uh, Nathan Weinhold, Sammy Callaway, uh, Logan Murray, um, Hayden, Hayden Carver and Cole Presswood up front did a tremendous job today because Blair Oaks is really good up front. And, uh, you know, I thought we went toe-to-toe with them up front and then uh, let our skill guys do some work. Uh, did you ever at any point in this game, whether it's because you didn't take as much time off the clock as you wanted to or you didn't get a score when you were hoping to, turn to P.J. Jones and apologize to him? No, I, I mean, <laughs> P.J. and I work well together, and he understands kind of where we're at. Uh, you know, I was trying to run clock. I mean, we, we were running the play clock down. Uh, it's just that when you throw it incomplete passes or, or go out of bounds, it stops. But, uh, you know, when we were we were trying to throw – at the end there, we were throwing 100% completion balls. Our Kaysen was going to run it. Uh, he would get a quick read, and if he didn't, if he didn't think it was 100% throw, he was going to run it, and he did that. Um, uh, and then on the third and three down here at the end, I, you know, we could have probably um, – went for the first down, but I wanted to at least keep the 
uh, clock running there, make them use their last time out, and then I knew we'd go for it on fourth and three. I got us in a bad play call there uh, on the shovel pass. Um, but with that said, it was, you know, we were out of timeouts. They were out of timeouts. It was too loud down there to audible anything. I was trying to yell, but they couldn't <laughs> hear me. So I knew it was a bad play, but there was at that point there was nothing I could do about it except take a delay a game, which would have made it fourth and eight. Uh, hindsight probably should have been yelling out there, telling them just they, they probably would have been wondering what that guy's doing. But, um, but at that time I knew that even if they did get the ball back, um, they were probably going to have to throw the football with no timeouts, and uh, our defense uh, made plays in that situation. So, whew, it was a, it was a tough, <laughs> one, tough one for sure. I know you're happy for your players to be able to get to the championship game, but how happy are you for your assistant coaches as well? Because they, a lot of those coaches were players on many of those teams that they won that district title and just couldn't get past. You know, whether it's Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's Luther Burden III, Kevin Coleman, all the, you know, all those supremely talented players that you guys ran into year after year. Cody Schrader. Cody Schrader, yeah. You know, I mean, we weren't even thinking of him as being as big a player as he was back at that time. But how happy are you for those guys as well that they're a part of this because they were a part of some great teams when they were playing too? I tell you, it's awesome. I, I, I enjoy watching those young coaches coach, and I, and I look at it and I think, man – it's such a blessing for me to be able to uh, have – because for me it's about the relationships with the kids. You know, I always tell them I love you, not because we win games. I like you because we win games. <laughs> I love you because uh, it's just the, the relationship that you have with the kids and, and, and actually the families and everybody, uh, it's pretty special. And, and uh, I have some, some of my best friends are former players and, and now some of my best friends are former players that are – uh, co-workers of mine that are on our staff and I think eight of them um, are former players and that's pretty special I don't know how many coaches can I mean that's pretty I'm I'm blessed because I don't know if there's very many coaches that can say that that they have eight assistant coaches that were former players and they are awesome to me and I and I love them and just like they're my own kids and and uh you know, I'm getting old. They're getting old. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to be coaching for it, quite a while to yeah. have eight coach-worthy players come through your ranks and then come back. And well, coach. what's funny is I've had about five or six other ones that have coached for me at some point and moved on to other things. Mm -hmm. So so I've had about 16 of them um, coach for me, um, and that's pretty awesome. I, I, I would go out on a limb and say that's probably – if that's ever happened anywhere, I'd be shocked. But um, – because that's a lot of guys to come back and, and come coach with you. And uh, I think that says a lot of our program. I think it says a lot of our uh, P.J. Jones, Scott A. Holt, the guys that have been there the whole time. Um, it's an atmosphere that I think they want to come back and be a part of. And, and uh, we've never been to a state championship before, and I think that this is just the icing on the cake. Hopefully we can uh, take this thing and, and write the last chapter next week. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy for all those guys for sure. It took you about 20 years to get your first state playoff win, Coach. Now you've got two. Come on, how does it feel to get a state playoff victory? Well, it feels really good. I, you know, like I said last week, I, I don't, I don't get caught up in all that because you, in football, apparently, if you, uh, you talk about playoff wins, you got to get to the final four just to get a playoff win, which doesn't seem right. I feel like if you get to the elite eight, you probably should should be awarded some kind of playoff wins because, uh, you know, there's only eight teams left when we get to the quarterfinals and. And for whatever reason, I guess that's not considered a playoff game. But uh, I think those district championship games all those years, uh, you know, I always felt like those were as much of a playoff game as, as uh, a quarterfinal game or a, or a semifinal game. And even after playing in some 10 quarterfinal games and a semifinal game, I still feel like all those district championship games are still uh, at that level of excitement. Um, 
So uh, it's nice to be able to share this with the people in our program and people at our school. Uh, my family, my wife, uh, she does uh, – she gives up a lot. I give up a lot of my time to the football program and, and to the school, and, and uh, I'm not at the house a lot during football season, and then it runs into hunting season, and you know I get <laughs> I get kind of reamed for that quite a bit. Um, but um, she's a trooper, man. She's been there from day one, and uh, you know I think we got married the first year I started being a head coach, so maybe even the year before. So she's been there the whole ride, and and. Uh, so it's been fun, and I've had a couple boys go through now, and I've got a third one on the team this year, so he's getting to experience this as a freshman and um, got two more younger ones that got to enjoy it today. So uh, it's just cool from a community, from a family, uh, from a player, from a coach, from our coaches, from our uh, just everybody. I'm just super excited about the whole thing. You've got one more game remaining in your season no matter what happens. You've got Seneca in the state championship game undefeated on the season only once have they allowed more than 21 points throughout the course of the season and only twice or three times excuse me have they been held under 40 points beyond that what do you know about Seneca that you can tell us do you know much I don't know a ton about Seneca I just know that uh, that they're big and physical which is which is you know probably one of our weaknesses so um, I don't know what they've got in the back end of their defense um but we might be a matchup issue for them, too. I don't know. Um, don't know anything about them. Honestly, like I said, I've been looking at Blair Oaks, um, you know, from the beginning of the season. I don't want to look past all those other guys. Borgia was a heck of a team. Uh, but Blair Oaks was the team that I thought, you know, they, they're, the, they're the measuring stick if we see how good we are. And the way we played in the first half, I thought, man, we're pretty freaking good. And then uh, I still think we're good. I, I just wish we could have, you know, put our foot 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 down a little bit on them there to, when we had a chance to but uh we'll find out about Seneca and, and then uh you know hopefully uh, we'll put a game plan together and come out and uh, let these guys perform one more time that contest kicks off 11 a.m december 1st friday morning i imagine school will be off not just for the players but some others that may want to attend this ball game as well yeah i would imagine uh i would imagine we'll get out of school for that one uh uh, the community, school community would be pretty excited about that, I would imagine, for sure. Well, Coach, you got a two-and-a-half-hour bus ride ahead of you, and I imagine it's going to be probably the best two-and-a-half-hour bus ride you've had up until this point in your career. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you, Sean. Congratulations Appreciate on the victory. It. Best of luck moving forward in the state title game. Sounds good, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Thank you.